This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. All right. So, good afternoon everyone from South Florida. It's beautiful. I apologize. Well, not really, but to all our northern neighbors up there, I know it's a little colder. And here we can wear a short sleeve shirt, enjoy the beautiful weather, sun, the sand, the beach, yeah, and just relaxing outside. Anyhow, I wanted to share with you the amazing lesson that I think is contained in this week's Torah portion. And I guess I have to start singing with a chorus from All You Need Is Love. All you need is love. That's, of course, by the Fab Four, the Beatles. And a beautiful message, right? So check it out. This week, what happens? Avram is looking for a shidduch, a match for his son Isaac, for Yitzchak. He sends his number one servant, his main man in the household, Eliezer, to look for a girl for his son, to look for a lady. Someone who is appropriate, who's be good for Isaac, will be a good match. Alright? Maybe we should sing matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. So he sends Eliezer and he tells him, Don't I don't want a lady from the neighbors who I live around. Um from Canaan, they are, I don't really like the way they're brought up. I don't particularly like their culture. And it has to be somebody special. I, I need you to seek somebody from my own family. And the criteria that Eliezer looks for in order to find a match for somebody who's going to enter into Abraham's household is this attribute of kindness, of chesed, of compassion, of love, of caring. And so he approaches a well and, you know, you're talking, this is like uh, it, basically in the desert type of uh, environment. A well is really important. That's where you're getting your water. You're not going to a corner store and buying bottled water. It has to be done with a lot of effort. So Eliezer makes the criteria of somebody who will give me water and will water my camels. In other words, somebody who shows compassion for another human being and also for animals. We know sometimes people can be compassionate to animals, but not to people. And people can be compassionate to people and don't like animals and mistreat them. And of course, there are people, unfortunately, who don't like either species, what the human species or the animal species. So to fit into Abraham's household, you had to have both. And so we all know that um, Rivka passes the test with flying colors. She gives water to Eliezer. She gives water to the camels. She tells them they can drink as much as they want to Drink as much as you want to your heart's content. She shows this compassion on a very practical, down-to-earth level. And so this great shidduch is then proposed. She agrees to it. 
Um, so people may have seen Fiddler, and really the Jewish concept of a match is not where two fathers get together, like in that play and in the movie, and decide who's going to marry whom. No, it has to be done with the approval of both parties. And so and Rivka agrees. Anyhow, all you know, it, it has a happy, uh, happy ending to the story. They fall in love with each other and they continue the tradition of Abraham's household. I wanted to connect this with a plea to all those involved in education and in particular in the world of Jewish education to minimize the number of tests that you give to your students, okay? Uh, sometimes, you know, Maimonides said when there is something dysfunctioning, in order to get it to where the level of it's functional, you have to go to the opposite extreme. And I feel that in the school system today, the level of testing has gotten way out of hand. It's in the secular world. It's in the Jewish world. Everybody is testing like crazy and grading like crazy. And kids are going through all sorts of emotional trauma. And it's no joke. It's, it's gotten out of hand. So I want to suggest, first of all, that those of you who are involved in the world of Jewish education, forget the testing. Forget the grades. There are many teachers who use grading to keep the students in line. You know, it's like their behavior management approach. In two words, that's lousy teaching. So if that's what you're using testing and grades for, you know, especially the surprise quiz. So everybody gets all crazy and they have to sit and out, you pass the quiz. And then, you know, for 15, 20 minutes of the quiz, your students are not like jumping out windows. Well, that's just bad teaching. Poor instruction. You need help with classroom management. And the second thing is if you use it to judge the accumulation of knowledge. Well, I recently saw a quote and I'll have to try to figure out who said it. I'm going to do some research. And the quote was saying that education is not a matter of filling a pail. It's a matter of lighting a fire. And, and so that's our job as educators. If we light the fire, if we get them inspired, if we get our students motivated and involved, they will come through in flying colors and we will have done our job. We don't need to look upon education and teaching as we are the almighty givers of knowledge and the student is this empty sponge we pour it into. The sponge gathers this water, squeeze it, spit back the information for a test, and we think we've done our job. Well, we've done a disservice because most of the time, 95, maybe even 99% of that knowledge is gone. And if you don't believe me, look at the shows uh, you, so you think you're smarter than a third grader. You think you're smarter than a fifth grader. We've forgotten most of that information. We've forgotten about the what we learned in science in those years, what we learned in social studies in those years, and what we learned in math. For the most part, unless we've used it in our careers, we tend to have forgotten those. So for kids who want knowledge today, they know they don't even need us. They don't need teachers. They can look it up. They can go to Google Hadora, Rabbi Google, look up Almighty Google, and the answer is there. And that's what we do as well as adults. 
So why should they bother coming to us adults, quote-unquote teachers, educators? The only reason they should is if we inspire them, if we motivate them, if we can open up some doors for them. And that is not done by testing and grading. That's usually a turnoff for our students. So I am suggesting you go to the opposite extreme. Don't give any tests. When I went to the yeshiva in Morristown, New Jersey, affectionately known as Motown, I was there for one year full-time, two years part-time, three years. Guess how many tests I took in those three years? Before you answer, and before I give you the answer, I will tell you that I went as a typical college student from the University of Buffalo, where I learned six, maybe eight hours a week, to learning six to eight hours a day in this uh, Jewish institution for higher learning, the Jewish Yeshiva College program. And in those three years, zero tests, not a one. And my learning went from, you know, like from zero percent to, uh, you know, 99.9 percent. I mean, I... Uh, I was amazed. I studied Talmud. I studied Hasidic philosophy. I learned how to to study and read things from in Aramaic and in Hebrew, and uh, it was a profound, amazing experience. And part of that I attribute to the fact that there were no tests. I didn't have that pressure. There were discussions. There was meaningful give and take, and that's what we need to do. We need to put that back into our schools. We need to make it meaningful for our students. In this day and age, you got a lot of kids dropping out of school who do well in life, who do great in life. You have a lot of students who go through, who become A-plus students. They became A-plus students in college, and they can't get a job in, in, in the field that they got the degree in. So if we graduate students who become skilled in what our subject area is, but we've turned them off to those areas, then we flunk as teachers. Then they need to give us an F minus grade. We need to get the heck out of the field of education. So let's go back um, to the Torah portion of the week. Did Avram tell Eliezer, okay, look it, when you f look for a girl, I want you to test her. I want you to test her on... Um, how well she reads Hebrew. I want you to test her on how well she reads Rashi. I want you to test her on her science background, on her history background, on how well she speaks the language, and how well she conjugates the verbs and the adverbs and the pronouns and the nouns. No. None of that really mattered and doesn't matter in the long run. What Avram was interested, what Abraham was looking for in his future daughter-in-law for his son was whether this person was kind, compassionate, and a loving person. If you have that, you have the basis for everything. So, I wish you all a wonderful Shabbat Shalom. Have a great Shabbos, a great weekend. And if you're a teacher and if you're in the field, stop testing your students. Stop grading them. Stop turning them off. As an educator, you need to light the fire. And remember, the uh, a lot of the Rebbe's throughout the in, in the Chabad Hasidic world, 
They said, what is the job of a chassid, of a, of a person? We are meant to be lamp lighters. We're meant to kindle a flame in someone else. And that's what we got to do, folks. Get out there, kindle those flames. Have a wonderful Shabbat Shalom and a great weekend. And I guess we should end with the Doris song, Come on, baby, light my fire. That's what our job is. Start lighting those fires. Stop grading. Stop testing. Start teaching, which is inspiring and motivating. Peace out.